So, welcome to the Challenge to Change podcast. My name is Hazel, and as ever, this podcast episode has been brought to you on behalf of Answer Environmental Services. To find out more about us, please go to answer.co.uk. So, this podcast episode today, I would like to welcome Kevin Melling, who is the Managing Director of Answer. So, I'm going to be talking to Kevin today. So, thank you for being here, Kevin. Good morning, Hazel. Good and thank morning. you for. for having me here you're very welcome you're very welcome so um the first question then which i know you've you've prepared paul so you're you're all you're all ready um so what's your favorite way to chill out that's a very good question that hazel um (laughs) i guess like most people we all have busy lives nowadays and i find that i have a variety of different things that that run throughout the day so first in the morning it's doing the conventional stuff Getting up, having a look at the newspaper, reading through, checking what the headlines are, checking on the sports news, etc. And then Wordle. Wordle's crept into, oh, into my life now. And there's yeah. a variety of friends of mine who do it. And there's a bit of a competition on there. So it's, oh, can cool. you crack Wordle very quickly? I find that very useful. Yeah. And then, as most, most other things, I really enjoy outdoor activities. Um, I love outdoor pursuits, whether it be cycling, running, walking. Sadly, don't wow. get enough, enough time to do all those things. Um passionate DIYer, gardening, um, other things around the house, which is really good. And then by the end of the evening, I just end, end up enjoying a few few moments, sitting watching TV just before before bedtime, yeah. you know, and those are kind of the general pattern. I think, I think important with most people, the weekends are precious to me, and those are the point where I really enjoy and get the opportunity to, to go out and socialise with friends as well. So, so kind of a rounded thing and a, yeah. a variety of things that are at different points in the yeah. day that just help me wind down yeah. amongst the busy, busy kind wonder, of That's a wonderful that list. <laughs> it's a wonderful list, fantastic. Thank Especially you, the outdoors pursuits as well. It's such a great thing to do, isn't it? You find it, it's the outdoor side of things. We don't often appreciate it for what it is. And you find it gives you time to reflect. So you can yes. have a hectic outdoor pursuit that's, that's full on and very energetic. Yeah. Or you can have a more relaxed pursuit whether it be walking but you're taking in natural surroundings yeah. from from that environment the noises that you see the smells that you pick up yeah. the different things that you see which which is really important um, yeah. and and again it's it's just a nice way to relax it is definitely it's, it's something that i've talked about on this podcast before i think it's so important to to connect with the natural environment as, as best we can depending on on where we live and just kind of it helps us kind of appreciate the natural world that you know we're all kind of responsible for i think i think i think particularly if we, if we live and work in cities and towns mm. we perhaps don't see enough of it yes and what we don't true. often appreciate is the price we're paying for all the development that we've got and when yes. you get back out there and whether it's a walk in the countryside yeah. trip to the seaside you end up seeing far more than you ever realize you would mm. see mm. and you can appreciate how valuable it is and how important it is then to to preserve that Yes. You know, and it's and again, it brings you together as a family because it it's does. it's very rare that it I work for a walk on my own, whether it's the dog that's with me or it's 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 the family. It's yeah. just a nice time just to to reflect and uh, and engage and socialise. Absolutely, no, I completely agree. That's wonderful. So, um, so the next question then, Kevin, um, what would you what do you do at home to help the environment? Oh, that's interesting. That I'd like to think I'm a, a champion of the environment in many respects. I'm the one in the family who's following people around, flicking things off when they've left them on. Um, you know, and I do think it's important as well. I mean, there's 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 a variety of things. There's clearly the environment that that we want to protect. You've yeah. heard from from my previous responses 
around how, how I value the environment. Yes. But there's also the, the financial cost of, of leaving things running and not, not yeah. kind of reducing our consumption. Yeah. So, so it's important on many, many fronts. So what do I do um, to help the environment? Um, I do the typical things, you yes. know, like most of us will do. Um, I'll go out there and look at, you know, how much energy we're consuming. Yeah. Are we putting the heating on too soon? You know, it's that time of year yes. now where you try to resist is. putting the yeah. heating on, but yeah. these Topical. last few days it's, it's <laughs> yeah. been quite cold, hasn't it? And yeah. you're starting to think, mm, yeah, now's the time to put yeah. the heating on, um, which is interesting. But importantly, if you can manage that and, and equally your hot water, you know, I always think that do you really yeah. need it running at 60 or 65 degrees? You're yeah. probably fine. You can reduce that down to 45 to 50. Yeah. And not really notice any difference, mm. but really importantly, you're saving on the energy yeah. and you're saving financially with the cost of gas nowadays and, yeah. and electricity. Definitely. So, so absolutely vital to us. So those those are the things that, that yeah. are obvious to most of us that you, you can do. As a family, we, we kind of pride ourselves on not generating too much waste. Okay. You know, clearly cool. we do like most people yeah, will do nowadays, course, that the recycling. Um, it's part of my role with the job that, that I do here with Answer, so it'd be, be wrong with me not to be, be championing that one. But but importantly, from a family perspective, we're very, very keen to, you know, firstly reduce what we consume in the first place, so yeah. we're not generating waste, generating waste, but then importantly to... Um, to manage that waste and recycle yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we do like composting at all, you know, wow, which is really good. Yeah, and, awesome. and it's a bit infectious really because once you start then then you find the family buy into it as well. Right, and okay. we're separating out the the foods that haven't been cooked, the vegetable peelings, etc. Yeah. And we're throwing those into a separate tub and then putting oh, in wow. a composter at the top of the garden. Probably not as good at using the compost but very good at creating okay. it. Good at creating and, it. And what, a, what an environment it creates. You know, whenever you're tipping things in, it, it's hundreds and hundreds of worms wriggling around in the top yeah. of the composter. That's a bit that see. I'm not so keen on. I'm not, not a big yeah. fan of worms. Well, the worms are not a problem. It's all the other creeper crawlies that go all with it other, as well. All but, the other stuff. But I yeah. must say, it does it is quite rewarding when you yeah. can see that, you know, somewhere down the line, you're pulling out this rich compost that yes. you know it's your own materials that have created. You've created it. Yeah, and so. you've managed to reduce down what you've been disposing of and going yeah. through. So again, really, really useful that. Very rewarding to do it. Yeah. And importantly, you know, when you're doing that, it does focus your mind on what food waste you're generating to. Yes. You know, and, and if you can, one of the startling facts for me was what I picked up at work was the value of the, the typical family loses each week in, in wasted food. Yeah. And, and it's a sizable amount of money. And if you top that up over the course of the year, you'd realise that that could make a difference for most, yeah. most families. For most people, absolutely. Yeah. So, so again, very much those things that's in our control. But I guess my biggest contribution is kind of linked to that composting. Yeah. You know, and that's the garden that I've created. It's become a natural habitat, more of a little nature reserve oh, really? in my that's mind. Wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 created an environment where it's 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 rich with with work bird life and birds that visit yeah. to the garden yeah. you know and I'm not really a bird watcher but it's amazing when you see different birds coming in you do check up what they yes. are and we you start to yeah, learn that we, don't you you do yeah. it's, it's surprising yeah. really and we've had yeah. woodpeckers regularly come in a variety of different yeah. tailed birds and 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 so on and, and, and different things along that front and nut, nut hatches and you know a whole host of these different yeah. birds come into the garden now which they wouldn't have otherwise done and importantly, we get hedgehogs and frogs visiting, yes. and a whole host of other things yep. that that you feel you've helped create a suitable environment yeah. for them to live in. Yeah. So again, when it comes to the contribution I'm making, I feel it's it's in lots of ways. It's from yes. doing the obvious things that can reduce your your bills and yep. so on, um, to then doing things that will enhance your garden, such as the composting yep. 
and then creating the garden that will will encourage nature to thrive yeah. that's kind yeah. of a whole a whole picture then really it kind of covers many different aspects really of, of the environment and helping the planet it does it yeah. does but it kind of you know that probably wasn't the primary objective when we started it okay. was to create something that was pretty and we'd enjoy sitting yeah. in as much as anything else and then yeah. to our surprise it, it, it's amazing what it's attracted yes. and then when you see it attracting things you do more things to enhance that yes. and attract more yeah. you know you'll create those natural habitats whether it's, it's decaying logs that you'll tuck to one side and put mm. under a tree and that hopefully lets insects that's develop yeah. and then what you see in the, the summer months you have bats flying around the garden regularly yeah. and dragonflies flying in there and you know, again, I, I put that down to the, the kind of environment we've created that yes, is rich in, be, yeah. in food sources for, for these different animals yes. that, that turn up there. Yeah, we, we have bats in, in our garden, actually, which yeah. I didn't discover until recently. And I was like, oh, it's a bit late for birds. And I obviously realised <laughs> that they weren't moving like birds and realised they were bats, yeah. So, which was quite a, a surprise to me. But we've got quite a lot of sort of woodland around. Our, our garden is improving, but... We're not, I don't think we're at your, your, we're not at your level yet. Yeah. We've got some wildflowers in there, though. So but I think nice. the thing is, it's like that, you know, sometimes that um, you can be quite ignorant to what is flying around. And well, as you yeah, said, maybe. it was all the fact, it was time of day thinking, that's a little bit late for a bird. And then yeah. you realise that you're attracting bats in your garden. Yeah. And that usually says that your garden or your surroundings to your garden yeah. are rich in... In, in insects that, that the bats yeah, will need yeah, to thrive must on. Be. I mean, we ha- yeah. I mean, to be fair, we have intentionally planted plants that in- encourages yeah. uh, pollinators so that you know that that was a plan but i hadn't considered that there would then be a, a sort of a knock-on effect yeah. a knock-on effect with you know with nocturnal uh, you know creatures god hadn't even considered it so yeah very very interesting it's a sign of having a healthy garden and, and in these days when people yeah. are going for hard paving and for artificial grass and other yeah. bits and that it's, it's really important that we we kind of do that and mm. preserve these things and it helps with the, the flooding and a whole lot of other things as well when you do those yeah, things. So, so positive stuff, but the garden's probably the best the best creation and the one that makes makes the greatest contribution yeah. to the environment from my perspective. No, I I, I think that's that's wonderful stuff and I've certainly talked about, you know, you know, pollinators and, and the well obviously we're always talking about the environment on this podcast. But one thing we've we've not looked at before is talking about, you know, sort of making sure that things are switched off and I think we touched on like turning your heating down and that kind of thing but it is something else to think about a lot of people will leave things on you know standby where they perhaps don't need to be or they'll you know they'll put a light on a room and then my daughter certainly does this quite a lot she'll put the light on and then I'm like you know are you are you in that room <laughs> she's like no I've, no I've come downstairs well you need to go and turn the light off because this costs money and of course it's it's not a huge amount but you know, there is that environmental cost and there is an impact on the pocket as well. So Yeah, it's yeah. All, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting what you're saying. It's, I think that's typical with most families following the children around and you can tell where they've been because of this trail of light bulbs just yes. lit up, isn't there? And, and, the and things well. left on, TV switched on, our yeah. music playing and there's no one around to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but but again, we're, we're, we're in, a, in a time and more so at the moment we've experienced it over this last 12 months that... You know, it's not just the cost of energy, but it's it's generating it. You know, yeah. with with shortages that we are predicted and a whole lot of other Absolutely. things. So, anything we can do that can reduce that consumption mm. is not a bad thing. You know, yeah, it's very I positive agree. for all of I us. Agree. And there are benefits and rewards, aren't there? You'll Absolutely. see cheaper bills at the end of the day, mm. and yeah. probably feel better for your contribution. Definitely, yeah. My, I spoke to my um, energy company, and they couldn't quite comprehend how my gas usage was so low. And I said, "What? Well, it is just because 
we make an effort not you know for us that's that's just what we do and I think they were almost sort of like these figures cannot be you know they seem genuinely shocked um no they are real you can you can pop out and check it's not a smart meter so you know it's it's that's literally that that's just how we do it you know everyone's different but yeah. They are, but, but really importantly, you'll feel the benefits of that. And, yes. and again, it goes beyond gas and electricity. Water's equally as important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're seeing hotter summers, and, yes. and you regularly hear now of hosepipe pans and, and a variety That's, of other yeah. things. That's true. Um, and then we're seeing wetter winters, but we just can't store the water, can we? So yeah. anything you can do to manage that consumption is a positive as well. Definitely. So, so when, when I go back to the garden example and running through, you know, having strategically placed water butts is really useful yes. in those summer months that's and it avoids drawing on that water that's coming being yeah. pumped into your house from, from the mains. Yeah, we so need a water butt. We don't yeah. have one yet. We've got a few containers dotted around uh, that gathers rainwater, but you, you really need the kind of runoff, don't you? You from, do. Yeah. So you do. And, and, and the water butt's a super thing for storing it. Yes. You know, with some of the, the heavier downpours we've had of late, you can't keep it empty. You know, yeah, it's always yeah. filling up very quickly, yeah. and you've got to be regularly emptying the damn thing. But said they've, they've actually got two water butts now. Just, yeah. just you know, although they said actually, really, they they probably don't really need the second one, you know, especially when you've got you know you've got a lot of rainfall. You yeah. know, you're almost struggling to. Well, it, to it, use it, it's strange really. They do, there are diverters on, on on systems so that when the water butts full, it will drop back into your rainwater pipe and then drop down. So you can get those, okay. which are very useful. Oh, um, but I think you know we only need to go back to last spring, don't we? When we had exceptional weather from about the end of May through yeah. to the end of June. And if you're a keen gardener, your garden just was go, was born dry, you know. So the yeah. water butts would have been very useful in that period. Definitely. And again, there's been other phases, our periods in the summer where yeah. it was it was equally as dry. Yeah, um, so really useful thing throughout the year, and definitely something I recommend. And yeah. A long way to reducing that consumption that you'll have. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can obviously sort of, you know, I guess you can get them in different sizes. So if you haven't got a lot of outside space, you can kind of consider that. And obviously, you know, you might, I know because I always think of them as being extremely large. We have quite a small garden. Uh, but I'm sure yeah, there's, there's... If I'm not mistaken, you can get them in different sizes right. and you can get sure, them yeah. to to in different styles as well so that they don't just look like a water pot it could oh, look like a, an earthenware pot that. for example yeah you know so it looks That's a bit cool. more pleasing on the eye if it's yes. in, in a visible spot in your garden it may may almost resemble a, a garden earthenware pot rather than a, yes. a plastic water bottle. a bit prettier yeah yeah a bit prettier that's a good <laughs> way of explaining it yeah, yeah which, is, which is which is what which is yeah. what we want that's a, a better way of explaining it <laughs> So, right, Sue, so I think we can probably move on to our, our, our next question then, I think. So, what do you think is the most important way for people to have a positive impact upon the planet? Gosh, that's, Challenging a, that's question. a very difficult question, that one. It is, it because is, to it's, be fair. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's one of those that we all need to reflect on and think about, I would guess. Yeah. You know, in reality, what, what is good for one person may not be suitable to another because of their lifestyle needs. So, Absolutely. But that doesn't yeah. mean to say that they're excluded and they don't need to do something. Yes. They just do it in a different way yeah. way to what, what most people will do, you yeah. know. Um, I guess I guess really our, our, all our goals should be the same yeah. and it's very hard to believe we're not experiencing climate change at this moment in time. Mm. Everything tells us the, the unique weather events that we seem to be experiencing are the very yeah. severe ones and they seem to be happening more frequently. Yeah. The thawing of the ice caps, etc., all kind of seems to support that we are experiencing climate change. Yeah. So that's yeah. a given, isn't it? So I guess our goal should be for, for all of us was is what we can do that will contribute to reversing that yeah. change. Yeah. yeah? 
and in many respects it's no good starting with something huge it's bite-sized chunks isn't it yeah I think you know. it needs to be bite-sized for people yeah. it's manageable then isn't it yeah, yeah definitely yeah. And, and I think you know we can all look at, at governments to try and solve the problem or even technology and I'm sure technology will go a long way to solving the problem in the future yeah but that doesn't kind of negate the need for for individuals to do something to make that contribution you know, and it fits very well with that previous question about the things that we do in our own personal mm-hmm. lives and what yep. we can do to try and yep. make a contribution. Mm-hmm. And all those things we spoke about, they were very small things in isolation. But if you think of a nation doing that, Absolutely. you know, it would make quite a difference, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And when you think of our goal to to move away from fossil fuels and to move more to renewable fuels, mm-hmm. and if we can get the storage right and then get the reduction in the consumption, we're probably going to the place that we need to be to help make this reversal so you know whether it's solar whether it's wind farms and if we're we're managing the energy that we're consuming better and to align it better with it being generated Mm -hmm. then it's a massive step in the right direction isn't it yeah i completely agree now i think ultimately it to get this climate reversal it's about all of our individual well individually working out what our carbon footprint is yes. what it is that we're doing to contribute to that yeah and then how can we reverse that and change it yeah. so you've got a big push at the moment with people switching to electric cars yes you know true and um, i think at the moment it still has its issues you know and you'll get lots of people with anxious who's anxious about range anxiety etc yes but yeah. over time that will probably happen naturally yeah you know and probably i think improve over time as 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 technology tends to do <laughs> and, yeah. and I think the, the battery capacity will probably improve so the yeah, range will get sure. better and then the charging times will hopefully get shorter as well so mm. you know in Paul you'll see that happening but not everyone can do that yeah. you know it does have its limitations and yeah. particularly if you're a driver has to do long journeys or if you're driving a, a heavy goods vehicle and so on and yeah. um, there'll be other, other solutions on that one I think in some respects, you know, what what we have to be thinking about is where do we start? Yeah? Yes. And we, yeah. we touched on before about trying to tackle something huge, you may not, not deliver on it. So yes. if I'm going to say I'm going to solve all my problems by buying this electric car, but I can't arrange to do it for another three or four years, you know, we're not making much progress, are no. we, in our terms? we've got that, that weight then, haven't yeah. we, where we're not perhaps doing anything. <laughs> well it's it's that let's stand still and things will just get worse won't it yeah and i think if if we look around and we're picking up all these different signs storms more frequently etc mm. what it's telling us is that we don't have that time to wait anymore no. actions need to be be positive now don't yes. they so yes. we do need to think about what we do and and we can do these things in lots and lots of different ways you know, we have the obvious ones that we spoke about before, what we do in our own, own world. Yes, yeah. um, and, and in real terms, that gives you some benefit because you can see your bills up, they're getting yeah. less and smaller. Yeah, you, can, you, can see the, yeah, you can see the results of that. Yeah. But you can apply that also to your work environment too, mm-hmm. can't you? you yeah. know? Um, just because someone else is picking up the bill for those, those energy costs doesn't mean to say doesn't you should change your approach to it. Absolutely. You should still turn lights off. You should still try and do... do yeah. um, less printing not leave your computer on standby and a whole host of other things if you if you're using your car you know the best thing you can do is is not switch to electric but stop using your car if that was possible yeah where possible absolutely yeah you'll probably find most of us doesn't work that way but what we could do 
is start walking a little bit more. Yeah, so you may have a, the shop, for yeah, example. That's a very good example that you've yeah. picked up on yeah. that. You know, we all realise we've got home, we've forgotten something from the shop, yeah. we need to nip out in the People evening, grab it. <laughs> Why not go for a walk to the shop instead? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to jump in the car. Yeah. And again, it's another very positive way of improving that yeah. that um, your contribution to reducing your carbon. There's a health benefit footprint. as well, isn't there? Very so, much so. Yeah. You know, you're going out there. Um, there are there's public transport, so you may find that you know you could leave the car at home one day instead of <laughs> instead of um, taking it to work. Mm. You know, you may want to go to the shops and, and instead jump on the train and go into yeah. the city or yeah. whatever. But there's lots of different ways that you can reduce reduce down and make a contribution. Yeah, and I think importantly, then we've got to start thinking how we support you know our communities and and, and more national projects as well. Yeah. There'll be a variety of things that we'll see that we'll need to switch to in the future, um, and the key is, is is at what point do we embrace them? You know, um, some of them will be down to affordability. You know, there's there's lots of grants out there at the moment. You're hearing it with yes, yes, with heat pumps and the likes yeah. that that's out there. The question mark is is the technology quite where you want it to be just yet? Yeah. You know, but it's if it's not, it's getting very close to being. And we need people who are going to be champions and, and lead the way with, with yes. those and then, yeah. then promote what benefits they're getting from it. Mm. There are incentives out there to, to do that. And again, that's another big step in the right direction. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, should we all stop flying? That's a, well, a big no, debate, it's another, isn't it? It's another big question, isn't it? I mean, flying, you know, getting into a plane, it, it isn't unfortunately the most ethical thing to do. It's a, it's a really fast way of travelling from A to B, of course can be cheaper as well sometimes depends on where you're going but yeah it's a tr- it's a tricky one isn't it and i guess that's it's... an easy one to answer until it comes to your annual annual holidays and then i know you want to jump that, on a plane you really do want to jump on yeah. a plane that's but, it but, but yeah. again these are the decisions we need to make and mm. I, I think really the answer is not to stop but to reduce if possible to reduce, yeah. yeah you know we're seeing now that um you know particularly in in, in my role business travel's not the same as it used to be yeah. because we operate more and we'll use digital solutions. Yeah. So Teams, yeah. Zoom, you name it, and they remove that need to travel. Yeah. And it's a way of changing our approach to work, our habits, yeah. and in turn making a major contribution to, to the environment as well and to improving that environment. Yeah, that is definitely one advantage of yeah. you know, being able to kind of operate remotely. Mm. You can have those conversations with people that might be... Well, I mean, on the other side of the world, in, in theory, and you could you can still have those absolutely, those meetings, and that's know. been revolutionary, hasn't it? When you yeah. think about it, that's made one huge difference. It's not eliminated the need no, to meet face to face. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just reduced it. Yeah, and there are certain meetings where it's far more efficient to do it through um, yeah. dig- digital media yeah. than than jump in a car or jump on a plane or a train, etc., and mm. go down there. Yeah. You know, so I think there's lots and lots of things that we can do. We've just got to focus our minds on how we start making that contribution yeah. and how we change our own habits mm. to better suit the needs of the environment and how we reduce our consumption. Yeah, and I think I think it can become kind of almost a lifestyle then, really. You know, that, that is that it's bringing those changes in, like you say, doing it in bite-sized chunks, but then it starts to become habit. And then when it when it becomes habit, whatever it is, whether it's I don't know, walking to the shop rather than jumping in the car, when it becomes more of a habit, and you kind of, in terms of what you control yourself, you kind of nailed it then, really. I think you know. And I think that's a very good way of explaining it. Yeah. It is like a cycle, isn't it? Mm. And you've then got to think 
first positively about what you're going to do. Mm. Then you've got to start doing it. And as you said there, it becomes habit forming. Mm. Mm. It becomes part of your routine. Yes. And then the final stage is maintaining the discipline, isn't it? Mm. Because if you just drop out of it for a short period, it's very hard to get back into that routine again, isn't it? And instead of dropping out of it, we've got to start adding new things on and make those the habit, haven't we? And, and that's it. And if we all collectively think this through, and and I'm absolutely confident that, you know, that's the way that we are going as a nation. That's yeah, the way that internationally so. people's views are being formed. Mm-hmm. And you really do see it in the younger generations. You know, you they are very passionate more, about yeah. making sure this planet is going to continue to be here for, for many, many generations to yes. come as well. Yeah. You know, and, and I think getting those habits is easier for the younger younger ones than it is for the older, older members of society less set in their ways yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we see that in our role in communications when we, we go into schools or you know we're talking to young people and they their knowledge is is you know they well they, they learn things so quickly anyway but they have that knowledge and they have that that passion and drive to really sort of care about the planet it's it sort of almost becomes kind of inbuilt in them I think yeah. it's, it's great to see it's great to see uh, that and the nice thing is they don't keep it to themselves they take that knowledge home and they then relay that knowledge to the parents yes. to their aunties their uncles their grandparents and yeah. that's how we bring about change isn't it yeah it starts yeah. with that younger generation then carrying that that message that and then making sure that the older older generations are delivering on it yes. as well yes. and I think I think Absolutely. it is it's just one big cycle and it's yeah. about where do we start how do we make it habit for habit forming, and how do we keep that discipline going? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and expand it to, to and, new areas as well. Build on it, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But but genuinely feeling positive that change is happening. Yes, we are seeing that that attitudes changing, yeah. and we're seeing that awareness increasing as well. Yeah. So you know, and if that carries on, we we will we will make that huge difference that's needed. Absolutely, I completely agree. Well, that this has been really interesting. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, I think we can we can probably close now. I think we've covered all the questions. So thank you for being here, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Hazel. You're welcome. Bye for now. <laughs>